You are now listening to Changing Lives, a podcast presented by Mount Gilead Full Gospel International Ministries, hosted by co-pastor Elena Robertson. Hello, welcome back to the podcast Changing Lives. Welcome. We're so glad that you joined us today. And we're, uh, as always, we're excited, excited about the word. We're excited about impartation, excited about lives being changed. And this week is actually Holy Week. And I just wanted to take a moment just to share from my heart um, as I've been reflecting on the goodness of God, even in the midst of all the turmoil that's going on, God is still good. And what he has done for us does not change. And what he's going to do for us is going to change our lives forever. And so I am just grateful. And I just want to just share just a few scriptures with you during this time as I'm praying that you are taking the time to reflect. Um, We tend to release these podcasts on Saturdays. And so this will probably be the Saturday before resurrection. And, you know, over the world, there's a lot of gloom that's going on. But my heart, and I pray your heart too as well, is full of just anticipation. You know, we've heard a lot of just negative reports. And certainly, you know, people are reporting facts about you know, what's going on with the virus and, you know, the number of people who are who are infected, the number of people who have died and the number of people who could possibly die and all of those different things. And um, I, I just don't want all of that to overshadow what God has done for us through his son, Jesus Christ. The word of God says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And um, it, it so he gave his son for us. And, and, you know, we as Christians, many of you are probably Christians listening in, but if you're not, I pray that um, you would recognize that there's someone greater who is God Almighty. And through his son, Jesus Christ, he brings a redemption to your life that can change your life forever. And so I pray that after I'm finished with this podcast, that you will have a change of heart, a change of mind. You may be straddling the fence. You may have lots of questions about what's going on, but I pray you have clarity by the end. But I don't want it, um, you know, all that's going on to to overtake us so much that we don't recognize the goodness of God. And so Right now, I'm actually recording on Good Friday, and I say um, God is a good, good father as we serve him on a good, good Friday. It's just awesome of who he is. And so I want to start out with a scripture that the Lord laid on my heart this morning, and probably many across the world are reflecting on this scripture, but it's a scripture that capsulizes all that that God did for us through uh, his son, Jesus Christ, uh, the life that he lived um, the suffering, the persecution, and all those things that he went through, and then the resurrection um, that he obtained uh, for you and for me. And so I want you to turn to Romans, the fifth chapter. And, uh, you know, I'm one that, you know, you got to read before and read after. And then as I read before and after the main verse, verses that I really wanted to share with you, I was like, oh my gosh, the whole chapter is just so good. Um, and so I'm just going to start and we're just going to allow the Holy Spirit to to lead us when to cap off um, of it. But it's just so, so good as again, as I reflect and I invoke you to reflect. So let's start out in Romans, the fifth chapter, the first verse. And it says, 
Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. For by whom also we have access by faith in this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of his glory. I'm going to switch over to the amplified version. And um, it says in that second verse, though him himself, we, we have our access, entrance, entrance, introduction by faith into this grace state of God's favor in which we firmly and safely stand. And let us rejoice and exult in our hope of experiencing and enjoying the glory of God. And then the third verse, it goes on to say, moreover, let us also be full of joy now. Let us exult and triumph in our troubles and rejoice in our suffering, knowing that pressure and affliction and hardship produce patience and unswerving endurance. And let me just stop there. You know, certainly I know that we have been going through a lot of suffering. You know, some of us more suffering than others because there are people who have lost their lives um, as, as the result of being infected with this virus. And so there are many who are mourning during, during this time. And to add insult to injury is that a lot of these families that have dealt with lost not are not able to mourn in a way where it, it may necessarily bring the closure that they need because they're having to be quarantined and not able to gather as a family as um, usual. And so, you know, but in here, it, it's telling us about how the troubles and the sufferings that we're enduring then, during this time, that it produces in us a patience and an unswerving endurance. And as we've been, you know, looking at all that's been going on and trying to wrap our heads around it. Many of us, myself included, sense in our spirit that this weekend is just a turnaround. We're already seeing, you know, in the midst of, you know, them talking about this, the curve is, you know, it, it, they're trying to figure out where we are with that. And is it is it decreasing as far as the number of cases and all that? If you have a spirit, you can sense that there's there's already something going on <laughs> in the spirit realm. And I'm here to tell you that God's not going to let this holy week go by and not allow the the, the, the highest uh, experience that could ever be experienced in, in this Christian walk to go by and just fizzle out. Oh no, you, you know, he's going to go out with a bang. He's going to go out with great, great um, uh, hope and just a, uh, a, uh, a, uh, evidence and reassurance that he is truly God, that he is a miracle worker, that he hears us and that he is coming to our aid. And I know he's already doing it. So there are cases that are already coming up where people are coming out. They're getting healed. They're getting delivered. That when they were on death's door, death was knocking at their door and they were on the death bed where they thought that when they, when that night ended, that when, that they would not wake up that next morning. We're hearing cases after cases of people uh, 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 snapping out of this thing and getting their healing and getting their deliverance. And so certainly God, he's got something up his sleeve. And that's what I sense. It's an anticipation that I have in my spirit 
about what's going on. And I want to make sure that we're in tune and that we have our antennas up and we're looking for God to move in such a miraculous way. And he already has. You know, our apostle, Apostle Leroy Thompson, has ministered a dynamic message. We'll make sure that we uh, put that reference in our episode notes where he's talking about Three main things that we have to do and that he admonishes us to do, and that is to bind the strong man, to curse the virus, um, and to decree, hallelujah, God's word, decree his word by and decree that 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 the the, the virus is gone and that his people, which is you and I, that we are set free. And so that's what we're standing on the word of God uh, about. And so I don't need to go into those scriptures because I encourage you to go listen to that message. It is life-changing. It is, it is, um, it, it, it is world-shaking and it has certainly shifted the climate that this world has had with all this doom and gloom about this coronavirus. And so I'm excited. And so this scripture is telling us in, in the verse uh, Romans 5, 3, about how he's saying, let us be exalted. Let, let, let us exalt and, and triumph in all that's going on, you know, and rejoice in this because it's what? It's working patience in us. It's working an endurance that 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 is matchless. And then it goes on to say in the fourth verse, an endurance, fortitude that is, develops maturity of character, approved faith. That means that type of faith that pleases God, that type of faith that's talked about in Hebrews chapter six, where it says without faith, it is impossible to please God for we must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Oh my goodness. We have been seeking God. We have turned down our plates. We've been turning down our plates. We have uh, laid on our faces. We have sought him in the in the third watch of the night from that 3 a.m. to that uh, 6 a.m. time, we've been seeking him all throughout the day. We've been binding. We've been cursing. We've been, we've been, we've been, um, loosing. We've been, um, declaring and decreeing the truth in God's word. And so, so this is what's working in us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The faith in us that God approves of, that he is smiling on. Hallelujah. And that sets the stage for resurrection. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so it talks about how in character, it, it you know, it produces patience, endurance, uh, that maturity of character, which means has that faith that God approves and that integrity that's been tried, that integrity that's not just how you act and how you are when you're in front of people, but the, the type of integrity that's tried, that you are steadfast, that you are unmovable when nobody can see you, when you're in the midst of the quarantine where the church people can't see you, where, where your family members that you may be used to hanging out with can't see you, where your family and friends can't see you, but your integrity has remained intact because it has gone through the fire and you have held, kept your course and you stayed fixed on God. Hallelujah. It has worked in us a, a character that pleases God. Glory to God. And it says 
and character of this sort that produces the habit of joyful and confident hope of eternal salvation. You know, that word, the habit of, that means that, 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 that habit means that something that sticks with you, that stays with you, that's, that, that cannot be shaken in the midst of trouble, in the midst of suffering, in the midst of turmoil, in the midst of trial, in the midst of tribulation, that joy that the world did not give you. Because if the world gave it to you, you would be just totally plum crazy at this point. And so, but God, his goodness and his mercy, he's telling us all this that's going on. This is what has been worked in us. We've been saying he, he's working all things out together for the good. So some of us have had need of, I'll include myself, more patience. Some of us have had need of uh, more resilience and more endurance. Hallelujah. Because I'm telling you, you know, you think that this coronavirus has been the worst thing and maybe it has been the worst thing that has ever hit your life, but it's only preparing us because cause, cause, cause there's still sin in this world. There's still darkness in this world. And so there's still some things that we're going to have to conquer in our faith, but it has been um, increased. Hallelujah. And it has been tried. And we thank God for that. The fifth verse goes on to say, such hope never disappoints. Hallelujah, that hope that's been built up in us, that God is who he say he is. He's the same yesterday. He's the same today, and he'll be the same tomorrow. Glory to God. Such hope has been built up in us, and we won't be disappointed by it. So it says that such hope never disappoints or deludes or shames us. You know, the world is asking, where is our God? Those Christians, they're crazy. They're talking about this, and they're talking about God's going to do this. You just wait and see. Anticipation is keeping me waiting and is keeping you waiting, but God will come through. He's not a man that he should lie. Hallelujah. I can feel it in my bones that the spirit of God is about to move like we have never seen him move before. Hallelujah. And so it says, for God's love has poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit, our help, y'all, who has been given to us. And then it goes on to say in the sixth verse, where we were yet, while we were yet in weakness, powerless to help ourselves. Now he's talking about, he's talking about, uh, about before we got saved. Can we take a moment to remember when, where we were before we gave our lives to the Lord? how ratchet we were, how lost we were, how destitute we were, how how just uh, in such a state of just uh, uh, just lostness and 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 how badly we needed a savior, Jesus Christ. And it says, while we were yet in that state, in our weakest state, when you were going to the crack house, when, when, when you were going to church on Sunday, but you were going to the crack house the day after, when you were drinking, and some of us that are Christians, you know, the, the, you may still have an issue dealing with drinking and drugs and, and other kinds of things that the enemy has, has tried to uh, have a vice on us. There are certain things that, you know, dealing with gluttony, dealing with, you know, uh, 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 just, um, just different types of sins that that we've been weakened, that, that in our humanity, there are things that we have fallen short of even after we gave our lives to Christ. And it says in here that, wow, we were yet in our weakness 
powerless to help ourselves, when we couldn't help ourselves, at the fitting time, Christ died for in behalf of the ungodly. He died for us, y'all. When we weren't even thinking about him, when we were playing church, when we were acting, but our minds were not on God. Our minds were on having a good time, you know, just getting a little bit more time of doing what we wanted to do. That when we were in our mess, Christ had us on his mind. I think also of that scripture where it's in Hebrews I believe 12, where it talks about the cloud of witnesses um, that's before us. And then it goes on to talk about how Jesus, how Jesus Christ, um, you know, endured the shame and the suffering and for the joy that was set before him. He endured all of that. And so in other words, before he even went through all the suffering and the pain and and, 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 and to the cross uh, and and, and hanging, hanging on that cross and going through all of that, he was thinking about us. And he got joy. He got strength because the word of God talks about the joy of the Lord is our strength. Hallelujah. And I believe that you can flip that around where it talks about how uh, it gives it gave him strength. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, for the joy of seeing us be set free, be, be delivered, be 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 uh, reconciled back to him, redeemed back to him. Glory to God. And so. It was in a fitting time and it was doing times like this when we're when we were recognizing and remembering that week that he went through all the suffering. We had Palm Sunday and, 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 and they were crying Hosanna. And as he was riding in on that donkey uh, and, and crying Hosanna, glory to God in the highest. But then not too long after that, those people like we were, like we are, t- turned on him and began to persecute him and began to cry out, crucify him. They wanted the, they wanted the, the, the thief, the, the murderer, Barabbas, instead of him to be set free and to have Jesus Christ to, to, to be hung on a cross and to die. They did not know what they were doing, but they were playing right into the plan of God. That's what the scripture in John 3, 16 is talking about, how he gave his only begotten son because he loved us so much. And then it goes on to say that, that he, he, he didn't send them into this world to condemn us. You know, there's a lot of condemnation that's going on, even from uh, us Christians where we are condemning people in their sins. But I'm here to tell you, whoa, wait a minute. Let, let's back up and reflect on where we were. And had it not been for the grace of God, because the word of God talks about how all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That includes you and that includes me. And so had it not been for the grace of God, we would not be where we are on that other side of sin, on that other side of our weakness, where we have a relationship with God. And so we have to show grace. We have to show mercy. We have to continue to pray that not only we get what God has for us, but, 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 but we have to stay true to our assignment which is the same assignment that Jesus Christ had when he manifested in this earth realm. The word of God says, for this reason was the son of God manifested that he might destroy the works of the evil one. Listen, saints, 
We destroy the works of the evil one when we reach out to a lost and dying world, when we reach out to our neighbors who don't know God, or maybe they may think they know God, but they don't serve God. They've not surrendered their lives to God. When we reach out, when we pray for them in the early morning hours, when we're not thinking about ourselves and just our own household being saved, but we're thinking about the lost world that Jesus Christ came for, that the whole meaning and the whole whole uh, premises of, of what we're reflecting on this Holy Weekend, Good Friday, and then in three days, we'll experience a, a, a recanting, a, 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 a reenactment of, of, of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That it was not only something that happened, happened back then over 2,000 years ago, but as a resurrection that is perpetually happening on the inside of us. Because the word of God talks about that. If, if uh, you know, that, that we were risen with God in Christ Jesus. When Jesus Christ was raised up from the dead, we were also raised up from our mess. We were raised up from our sin. We were raised up from our impatientness. We were raised up from our addictions. We were raised up from our shortcomings. We were raised up from our weaknesses. And so so we want to stay true to the mandate that's on our lives. We've been given the ministry of reconciliation. And that ministry of reconciliation is first undergirded with the heart to pray for repentance, uh, repentance in our families, repentance, first of all, with ourselves, because we have not always been good, goody two shoes. We, 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 we have fallen short. We have may, may have even fallen short this morning, but because of the grace of God, we can come before him and be able to call him Abba Father and be able to say, Father, forgive me for the wrong that I've done. And to know that when we whisper those words from a true repentant heart, that right in that moment, he reconciles us back to Christ. He gives us a clean slate and he redeems us and places us back in our original position to be with the Father, to fellowship with the Father. So I say to you, beware of that self-righteous spirit that you're saved, that you're reading your word, that you're praying, that we are the righteousness of God, and that we, 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 we forget that there is a lost and dying world, that the reason why we are still here, y'all, because why would we still be here if, 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 if the epitome is for us to get saved and that's it, and we just go to heaven. But no, the epitome of our relationship with Christ Jesus is that we seek and we save the lost. We save those who think they know what life is all about. But once they hear about the good news, once they see the, 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 the life that we live, once we show the love of God, once we show compassion, once we show mercy, mercy on people and they see that they're not condemned to hell, but that there is hope for them in spite of what they've done, in spite of how they've been uh, living their lives. You know, it's it's no doubt that 
that that that that I believe that 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 God has lifted his hands to allow certain things to happen uh through this coronavirus uh, pandemic um and certainly you know we can look at the world and there's all kinds of things that oppose what God says in his word you know you got a uh, 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 same-sex relationships you got you got abortion you got prayer that was taken out of school you got all these injustices racism and 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 you got hatred and, and you got all this stuff the sin that's in the world this is why we are still here. Not to say, oh, look at those people. They ought to be ashamed of themselves. But no, to say, oh my God, they need a savior just like I needed a savior. And so this is our moment. This is our time to say, God, lead me, guide me, direct me, help me to get up in that midnight hour to pray on the behalf of the lost, to stand in the gap for those family members who don't know Christ, for those family members who may have even been in a situation where they gave their lives to Christ, where they had a relationship, but now maybe they're in that backslidden relationship where, where, they, where, where they're not fellowshipping with God like they should. You got those who are running scared and they need to know that there is hope in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. That hope that keeps us going, that hope that keeps us waking up in the, in the morning and saying, I know that my Redeemer lives and that my redemption draws nigh. I know that what we're going through right now is only for but a moment and it will only be a short while before we'll be able to go back to that place where we can fellowship with one another as saints in God. God, that we can hug with one another, we can kiss one another with a holy kiss, where we can encourage one another and not be in front of a screen to have to encourage one another. Oh, we look forward to that. But greater than that, oh, what an awesome time will be for us to be able to welcome in those who have been seeking and to open the church doors to say, all who are lost, all who are weary, come, come, come and let us show you the love of God. Not only how we love each other, but how just like God so loved you and me when we were in our mess, we're going to love you into the kingdom of God. Oh my God, what a day of rejoicing. The word of God talks about how the angels are rejoicing for those who were once lost, y'all, who will come into the saving grace of Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about, y'all. And so as I go on to read, it talks about how, you know, that sixth verse, it says, while we were yet in weakness, powerless to help ourselves, at the fitting time, Christ died for in behalf of the ungodly. Now it is an extraordinary thing, seventh verse, for one to give his life even for an upright man. I mean, come on, it's easy to give to do something for somebody who does, does you right, somebody who listens to you, somebody who respects you. But then it says, though perhaps for even a noble and lovable and generous benefactor, someone might even dare to die. But this is what the eighth verse says, but God shows and clearly proves his own love for us by the fact that while we were still sinners, 
Christ the Messiah, the anointed one, died for us, died for me, died for you, died for, yes, the world who is still ungodly, who is still in sin, who is still in homosexuality, who is still uh, murdering and killing babies even right now as we speak, who is still in the drug house, who is still at the crack house, who is still in sin. He died for us, y'all, and he died for the world. And then in the ninth verse, it says, therefore, since we are now justified, acquainted, made righteous, and brought into right relationship with God by Christ's blood, how much more certain is it that we shall be saved from him, from the indignation and wrath of God. And so I just wanted to take this moment to invoke you, to provoke you, to stay focused on your assignment. And as you stay focused on your assignment, hey, God has already saved the righteous. He's he's got us covered. That should not be even a doubt in your mind that God has got you. He's got you in the simple things. He's got you in the big things. He's got you for those, those parents who are homeschooling. He's got you for those who are at work and you're dealing with different pressures uh, with working. Those who are on the front line, our first responders, our nurses, our doctors, our leaders, our government officials, those who are on the front line. God's got you. He's got you. You've given your life to God. You've given your life to him. You surrender to him. You reverence God. You serve him. You have a holy fear of God that you have to live your life to please him. You seek first the kingdom of God. God's got you. But what about those who God hasn't gotten, who hasn't come into the knowledge that he died for them through his son? And so stay focused on your assignment for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That includes you. That includes me. That includes the world. That includes those who are haters, those who who have hatred in their heart for even us as Christians. But even as Jesus Christ, he, he, he laid it out for us. And he came in this earth realm and he dealt with those who hated him to the core. Even those who who hated him so much to the core that they played into the plan of God to kill him. To kill him, to to spit on him as he was on that cross. To even mock him. To, 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 to add more insult to injury and, and to say, you, 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 you say that you are the Christ. You say that you are the king of the Jews. Why can't you save yourself? But, oh, they did not know. You know, and so the word of God even said that had Satan known that he had, was playing into the plan of God, that it was fitting in his plan, that he had to conquer death. He had to conquer sin through death. He had to go to the grave and to snatch the keys from death and hell. He had to go into the lower parts of the earth to defeat Satan, to let Satan know, I'm coming to your home 
turf and I'm going to let you know what you thought that you had put an end to in my life. I'm here to let you know that I reign victorious. And so he took the keys of death, hell and the grave. Hallelujah. And the word of God says, oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? Oh, it's nowhere to be found because our, our, our king, our Lord, our savior conquered it. Hallelujah. He fulfilled his assignment to seek and to save those who were lost, who, who went through the suffering, the mockery. He went through all of that. Hallelujah. So that he could come to the point of resurrection and put an end to this. And so we have great anticipation for Sunday. Sunday's coming, y'all. Hallelujah. We have the sermons that we've heard. Sunday's coming. I'm excited. I'm already excited. I'm, I'm anticipating, hallelujah, of what God is doing in the earth realm. And so resurrection is inevitable. So you, you got to know that. And so don't be discouraged in your own life. Don't be discouraged in the lives of dealing with your families who, who may not uh, be knowing God. You just keep speaking truth. You just keep holding true to the word of God, praying uh, that your prayers are effectual. They're fervent, hallelujah, and they avail much. And so I'm expecting testimonies of people getting saved because God, you know, he, you know, he, it goes to show that, you know, God, God is a miraculous God. And so he doesn't need even the touch of man physical touch, because at this point we can't do that. You know, we can't be in each other's physical presence, but God is a supernatural God and he is able to supernaturally touch people in their hearts, touch people in their minds. When people are sleeping at night, oh, he's able to invade their dreams. He's able to give them a sign and give them an encounter with him that when they wake up from their dream, they will know, oh my God, I have had a visitation from God. And so that's what I'm anticipating to hear the testimony of how God miraculously touched people's lives. That as they're driving home from, from, you know, working on the front line and heading home, that God is giving them encounters in their cars, just like Saul had on the road to Damascus. Glory to God. He had an encounter with God when he was seeking to persecute the church, when he was seeking to kill Christians, when he was seeking seeking to, 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 to put the Christians in their place. He thought he was doing right, but God had to hit him on the road to Damascus and to let him know, Paul, Paul, why are you persecuting me? And he had to give him an encounter that, that, that it was undeniable that it was God that touched him. And I'm, I'm just excited about uh, the anticipation of hearing the testimonies of these God encounters. They're happening even right now as I speak. They're happening even right now as you're listening to me under the sound of my voice. Even now as you're listening to me, it's happening to you. You are feeling the realness of God. There is something that is, that is resonating in your spirit that God is real. You may have stumbled upon this podcast, but you are recognizing because he is touching your heart. The Holy Spirit who is able to transcend physical things, physical barriers, transcend through this, through, through this podcast that you may be just listening. 
He's able to transcend and to touch your heart and to let you know that he's real. And not only is he real, but he is able to keep you from falling. And so I want to pray with you right now. I want to pray for the saints. We've been praying for you. I want to pray again for you. We've been praying for the lost. We've been praying for repentance. I encourage you that, you know, that if you would just turn by a change of heart in you as you recognize that God is real, that you just have a change of heart and that true repentance will begin to take its full course in your life. That that change of heart will cause you to say, what I've been doing, I've been in a mess. I haven't been able to help myself as the word of God that I've shared with you talked about. That 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 I've, I'm at my weakest point. I've had more fear in my life in these last few weeks than I've ever experienced. I don't know which way to turn, but you've experienced right now the love of God. The love of God as he gave his only begotten son it's that love right now that's transcending and touching your heart to let you know that he loves you and that he's real. And in this word, it tells us that if we would, from our hearts and with our mind, if we would have that connection of that I'm lost in my own way, I'm lost in my own sin, I'm lost in doing my own thing, and that I need God in my life, that I need a Savior, I need Jesus Christ. If you will just take that moment to right now say, Father God, forgive me. Forgive me for trying to do my own thing. Forgive me for for trying to, to figure this thing out, to live my life without a higher supreme God as only you are. Forgive me, Father. I recognize that I need Jesus Christ in my life. I need a redeemer. I need a a savior to save me from my sin, to save me from myself. And so I repent. I, I turn from that way and I purpose in my heart that I'm going to serve you. And so the word of God says that if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ has risen from the dead, I want you to do that right now. I want you to say, God, I believe that you are the Father and that Jesus Christ is my Savior. And so I believe in my heart and I confess right now that Jesus Christ is Savior and Lord over my life. And you said, God, in your word that as we confess with our mouths and believe in our heart that Jesus Christ is also risen from the dead, that we shall be saved. So just by you making that connection in your heart that Jesus is my Savior, that He is, that God is the only true and living God, you confess with your mouth that He is risen. That's what this week is all about. All that He went through is for Sunday. The representation of Sunday is the representation of what He did for us. He's resurrected from the dead. He conquered death. He conquered sin so that we don't have to suffer the consequences of sin. And so I say to you, you've made the best decision that you've ever made. And there may be even some who you were in a backslidden condition. That prayer holds true even for you, that you can be reconciled back to God. And so I thank God for you. 
I pray for the saints that you continue to stay strong, that you continue to stay focused in the name of Jesus on your assignment, that you already are exalting and that you already are joyous, that you're counting it all joy, hallelujah, that you're staying focused on the goodness of God because it's the goodness of God that's turning over right now in your life, hallelujah. It's the goodness of God that you don't even see right now that's happening because his goodness never ceases. It, it, he never sleeps nor slumbers. So that means his goodness is always uh, uh, moving in and out throughout our lives and throughout this world 24-7. And so I'm just excited to see the results of his goodness, to see the evidence of his goodness, to hear the testimonies of his goodness in our lives. And so I encourage you, continue to take this time to reflect on where we used to be. Thank God we're not condemned. Hallelujah. We may have been convicted, and that's what you experienced during this podcast, the conviction of the Holy Spirit who brings that conviction to prick our hearts to say something has to change. I have to acknowledge a higher being who is God, who is Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, not condemnation, because his word tells us even in that 17th verse in John 3.16, when he talks about, in 3.16, he talks about how he gave his only son to to, uh, that he loved us so much. But then that 17th verse says that he came not to condemn this world, but that through him, the world might be saved. So we thank God for our salvation, our salvation from sin, our salvation from, from damnation, but also our salvation, salvation from anything that may be going on in this earth room today. Salvation from coronavirus, hallelujah. Salvation from financial hardship salvation from uh, any types of pressures that we may be experiencing. So I pray you've been encouraged. And so again, stay on your assignment. Seek and save those who are lost. Pray for those who need God. We got them, but we don't want to hoard this and be selfish. We want others to know Jesus Christ and the fields are ripe for harvest. So go out there and reap the harvest for the glory of God. God bless you. See you next time. This has been another episode of Changing Lives. Be sure to subscribe to stay updated on new episodes. Also, find us on the web at mountgileadfgim.org and follow us on Instagram at mountgileadfgim.